Blog Talk Radio. We have an open forum for the public And so folks We want to just thank you I know we've been on a little break And um, well deserved break by the I just did a vacation from it all Everybody And I did just that And um, we are back I do apologize for those of you That was looking for shows And there wasn't shows Okay, So we do apologize But folks we are back We're going to have some co-hosts coming here in a little bit Again I'm Brother Seth And you Tune into the Fossil Soul Network. Uh, just want to just cover a few things, and then we're gonna get right into the open discussion. And uh, got a lot of exciting topics coming your way. A lot of informative, more importantly, uh, topics coming your way. Uh, more uplifting, encouraging, because you know here at the Fossil Soul Network, we try our best to deal with what the Father is doing in the earth. Uh, and a lot of times, some of you call that negative. Some of y'all call that uh, gloomy. Some of y'all call that um, uh, 
is not happy to hear a lot of uh, of what the enemy is up to and what the Most High is doing about it. Some of y'all, uh, but we try to in all of our shows. Uh, what I'm trying to say is we try to uh, give a solution, give some uh, light, uh, give some um, uplift the people in the midst of a very wayward world. So. Tonight, folks, we're doing it again. Uh, we're well over 500 shows, and we thank the Father for it. And so just get a few things out of the way, and we'll get on to that uh, open discussion that I was saying. Folks, I just want to remind everybody to still follow us. We still need you to follow us. It's very important. All right? And you can do that by simply clicking on that follow button. Um, if you listen to us online, that means you got a promo Right down there, promo, you should see uh, on the website, the Stone website, uh, you should see a follow button. Simply click on that button. It's going to ask you a few questions, mainly just things about uh, where you want the, the notice, uh, the notice of us having shows. Anytime we do shows, by you following us, one of the things it does is every time we do a show, you get these notices sent to your Facebook or email or wherever you tell Blog Talk to send it. All right? Um, I forget all of the different options you have. I hadn't done that in a while. But, folks, tonight, uh, we are going to try our best to, um, as I said before, really uplift people. I had a few conversations today that kind of rattled me. Very few times am I rattled, uh, rattled meaning uh, discourage, uh, uh, just fall for maybe a second in emotions. But uh, it's a lot coming at us, folks, Lots, lots coming at you and yours. But I'll tell you one thing. This most high we serve, he is nothing to play with, and he is going to get his glory. Uh, one way or the other, his glory is going to be seen one way or the other. And I thank him for that. And his his truth is marching on. His glory is marching on. His victory is marching on, and that's what we're going to be about tonight. We're going to talk about some of these things that probably rattle some of you, uh, but as I said, uh, his truth is marching on. He has people that know some things that will set, or should I say make you free, if you would just simply listen. So that's what's happened tonight, but I want to take just a little bit more time and allow more of our friends to come. Um, more callers and, and a few co-hosts running behind the schedule. So I know I've played a little bit of music already, but just be patient with us as we allow more people to come in and to this open um, discussion tonight. So, all right, this the news, boys, talking about he reigns, talking about the body of Christ coming together. Just play a little bit of this, and we'll be right back. Again, thank you, thank you for tuning in to the Fossils on Network tonight. We'll be right back, folks, just allowing a few more people to come.
And when they do these concerts, they talk about how they put so much into them. And they just can't do a lot of concerts when you give your soul, when you give your spirit like that. So that's kind of how I look at these blogs. They take a lot out of me because I truly want to bring people on that really love the Most High, number one. I try my best to try to walk in unity with the co-hosts. I try my best to walk in uh, unity with the callers, try to understand what's going on and try to do research on whatever we're going to be talking about or maybe talking about. And then there's the putting together these shows. So it's a lot, folks. All right? So um, let's invite the most high to what we're doing tonight, okay? Dear Heavenly Father, Yah of Israel, we want to thank you for um, who you are. And we want to thank you for uh, for just life, for our next breath, for our previous breath. We just thank you, Father, for all that you are. We welcome you into this fireside chat uh, with our brothers and sisters Uh, Father we just ask your blessings upon this blog, this conversation uh, this ministry tonight, Father we ask that you would, uh, we invite you first and foremost Uh, we invite you into this uh, event, Father we ask that you would by your spirit impart wisdom unto us as we share things that we are learning and things we know for sure Uh, We just ask that you would visit us. We ask you to visit us. We ask, Father, in your Son's name that you would visit us and you would speak through us. And and even the callers, that there will be callers, we ask that you would just speak wisdom through these airwaves tonight. We thank you for that, Father, and we look for your wisdom. We know that your wisdom and your truth make us free. And, Father, we just ask that our lives... uh, that we get closer and closer to you, and that we uh, understand more and more each day what Christ did and what you brought through Christ dying for us, Father. We all understand everything that salvation has brought to us, and we just ask by your Spirit, Father, that you would just, just as the callers uh, go their way even after the show, Father, that you continue to minister to them. Not just things that sit on the show, but things you'd have them to do in their own personal life. These things we ask in your son's name. Amen. All right, folks. Tonight, I wanted to just uh, do something I try to do every, like, ten shows. And since it's been a while, I thought I would go ahead and do it briefly. And that is discuss a little bit about um, what the Five Smooth Stones is all about. And I try to say a few things I don't normally say when I talk about this because some of some of y'all been hearing this for years and you get my I don't want you to get bored so I may throw a few things in here tonight that I don't normally say. But five stones is birthed out of five questions I ask the most high brothers and sisters, those of you that are new, because uh, uh, we're always getting new callers and I've invited some people to listen tonight and and they may tune in. And I want them to know what this thing is all about. So the five smooth stones again is. Uh, came about by five questions that I asked the Most High. And the answers he gave me, uh, the topics that come out of that, I, Brother Seth, thought it was a good idea to put a name to it, and I called it Five Smooth Stones, okay? That's what I did. The Most High didn't say, call it Five Smooth Stones. I, I thought to do that, okay? So here's how it goes, and I'll turn the music down just a little bit. So, what happened was, brothers and sisters, 
1987, I was at a convention, and I heard a, a man of God say that the Father's getting ready. Actually, I didn't hear a man of God say. I heard many people saying back in that time that the Father was getting ready to use a black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. Um, that's what they said. And uh, and not only was this minister saying, but many were saying, and so the convention pretty much rejoiced, whites and black. We're talking about about roughly 20,000, 18 to 20,000 people shouting, rejoicing. Probably not all of them, but most of them. All right, again, the word that went forth at the convention was God is getting ready to use a black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. Allow me to talk a little fast because I go over this so often. I don't want to bore those if you've heard it uh, umpteen times. But there are new listeners that do want to know, and they they have the right or they you know for clarity they want to know what, the, what this whole thing is all about. So bear with us, everybody. So anyway, I rejoice as well. But between eighty-seven and eighty-eight, I experienced racism in the church. Racism like I'd never seen before. I knew, I knew that there was racism in the world. I wasn't naive, but I wasn't, I wasn't, I, I wasn't really aware of that racism could be inside of the church when people are born again. I just, just didn't think that Christians did that, that kind of racism anyway. So in '88, uh, this minister said it again. Uh, God is getting ready to use the black man like never before. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. But he added something. He went on to say, I got something to tell you black people, but I just can't tell you right now. But when I tell you, you're going to just shout. Basically something to the effect that you're going to tear up the convention, so you're going to really, really shout. Well, folks, I because of the solar race in between 87 and 88, I knew that a lot of times race is what they do. Instead of saying you can't have some or you can't go here or you can't get that promotion or you can't or you can't, they'll often say God is getting ready to give this to you. God is going to give this to you. One day in the future, you're going to be this, you're going to be that. And they'll sometimes try to butter you up and say, are you going to be able to lead us white people? You know, uh, what you have in you is so much greater than what we got. They'll try to, again, butter you up make you forget about that today you've been denied a position or a title or a pay or whatever it is they're denying you. So I didn't rejoice in 88 when this went forth at this convention. Again, he says, God is getting ready to put his word in the black man like never before, and the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. He went on to say, I got something to tell you black people, but I just can't tell you right now. But when I tell you, you're going to rejoice. Oh, you're going to rejoice. So I went home in 88, brokenhearted. This is also the same year that I met my wife. Okay? So as I w- when I went home, I asked the father f- five questions. Uh, not in this order. I don't remember the exact order. But I asked the father five questions because at that time, seeing all the racism I went to the year before and just throughout my life, I was pretty much done with white males, white males. Because I saw a practice in a really white people that um, I saw something uh, that was not good, that really uh, disturbed me. And that was when it comes down to so-called black people, so-called white people are hesitant to tell the truth about 
uh, anything good about them, anything that would unite them, anything that would really liberate them from the slave mindset a lot of us had, or anything that's going to be promoting uh, so-called dark-skinned people, black people, or African-Americans, a lot of our white brothers and sisters is just not going to tell it. They're going to butcher it. They're going to say the whole thing. Uh, they're going to withhold it from you. And so I kind of was done with white people, y'all, I'll be honest with you, 1988. So I um, uh, I um, asked the Father these five questions, again, not in this order. I asked him what was with him using the black man, what was him using the black man, are these people toying with us, Father? Are these people just trying to, um, um, can I say it? Are these people trying to just, just basically, like I was saying, butter us up just to get us in a position to be used by them? Are they just trying to just tell us good things about us just to, is it all about the dollar bill? So these are the things I asked the most high folks. I asked them, what's what you use in the black man? And I'll play our little theme song in the background because this is truly the history of the Five Swiss Stone Network. This is how we got the name. Secondly, I asked the most high, can I understand the book of Revelation again, not in this order? Because I don't trust these white males, these television evangelists, and just ministers that a lot of people was looking um, up to and uh, especially where Revelations was concerned I said Father I don't trust him can I understand the book of Revelation then I asked the Father I want y'all to listen to this listen to the heart uh, I'm Brother Seth this, and this is what I asked the most high I'm the founder of this network you want to know what the five song is all about how it came about here's your roots so I asked the Father I say, Father, what is going on in our world? I say, I'm hearing of things called, uh, back then we called it a new world order. What is that? I'm hearing that there are such things as secret societies. I'm hearing that there are people gathering, uh, mostly in Europe, but I heard in the United States as well, that have secrets. Uh, they control masses with secrets. And that's all I pretty much knew about that. But I heard it was called the New World Order, and then there were secret societies, and mainly among white countries. I asked the Father, what's going on? I says, I can't trust ABC, CBS, NBC, because I was hearing you can't trust them. That's not the real news, and that's not what's really going on. And the, all of those are businesses, and they have narratives, and they're trying to control us. You know, they didn't use the word narrative, but they said they have, they have agendas. All of those, you know, so I said, Father, I can no longer trust these networks to tell me the truth. You're my father. Something along these lines, I said, you're my father. Father, tell me what is going on. So that was a question. That was question number three. And then I asked the father, was there blacks? I, actually, I asked him like this. I says, was the Messiah? No, 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 no. Hold on. Bear with me, everybody. Slow it down, because I want to tell you all the honest truth. I want to tell you how I said it. I asked the Father, was there anybody in the scriptures that looked like me? How I asked. Then I said, I heard that the that the Savior was dark, was black. I heard that the Savior 
black. Is that true? And that's how I asked the father. You know, I actually thought the father would give me an answer like, well, yes, there are blacks in the Bible, they're over here. And so are uh, Hispanics in the Bible, they're over here. And so are the Chinese in the Bible, they're over here. And so are, and so on and so on. And with whites, of course. So this is what kind of answer I thought the father would give me, but I did ask him that question. And last I asked the father, could I see the world, could I see the world? Because I no longer trusted life in America. Uh, I no longer trusted so-called white males to interpret life for me. I can't trust them with spiritual things. I definitely can't trust them with natural things. So I wanted to know, could I travel and see the world and hear a different perspective on everything? Folks, I kid you not, these are the five questions I asked the Most High in 1988. And what the Father did, he uh, he answered those questions uh first of all that was in 88 in august of 88 i kid y'all not in november of 88 i was hired with american airlines now i thought that i would see the world because i become rich and all of this and that's how i was going to see the world folks i kid you not that's exactly what i thought i thought that the most i would allow me to see the world through just having a lot of money and so forth. And I just didn't think of the, the airlines as that way. But I kid you not, months later I was hiring with the airlines and I began to travel. And folks, as I began to travel, a lot of these answers, a lot of these questions was answered. Don't mean you have to travel outside the United States to get your answer. But I promise you, a lot of the answers to those questions I just mentioned was answered uh, uh, on foreign soil. Okay? So as far as the black man, the father using the black man and putting in his word, putting his word in him, and the first being last and last being first, that wasn't, uh, 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 brothers and sisters, as I thought, it's not because he's a black man. It's not because he's black. Yes, the father is going to put his word and is doing a work in so-called dark-skinned people, black the black man. It's not because, though, of his color. Here's why the Father is using a lot of uh, uh, African Americans these days and black people, really in general, so-called black people, because you know we don't believe in race based on color or grouping people up based on a color. It's not scriptural. So he is declaring some things within the earth, brothers and sisters. And we're going to get to this open discussion. Uh, everybody, I just have to go over a few things, okay? All right? Um and if you have any questions on what I'm saying, you're more than uh, uh, more than uh, invited to uh, press one on the phone lines, and I'll bring you. And you can question or comment on anything I'm saying. But I have to go over this, like I said, every ten shows. And if you're in the chat room, go ahead and type a question or comment on anything I'm saying, and we'll try to get to that. But brothers and sisters, the Father is not interested in using people based upon skin color. He does not honor race based on skin color. It's not biblical. The reason it looks like it's people, it is people of color he's using so much so than a lot of our white brothers and sisters because of the topics he's dealing with. And a lot of our white brothers and sisters, they have strongholds of rebellion in certain areas, especially where it regards to so-called race or race based on color or so-called black people. They're just not willing to teach it. They're not willing to talk about it. They ain't going to talk about it. 
And that's why it seems like it's a black issue. It's really, really not. Okay? That's why. It's just as simple. There's things that um, uh, also, by the way, if I could add to that, a lot of our so-called black churches are not growing because a lot of them is so in bed, if I can use that terminology, uh, they're so in the bed of that phrase uh, with our, with white supremacy. They're following a lot of our white churches. If I can, uh, again, uh, I've said it more than one time, y'all, only saying white and black so y'all understand who I'm talking about. But they're in the bed with a lot of these what are, what are white people and their philosophies and their teachings. So until when they hear the Father speak something great about black people, they don't want to talk about it. So the Father is going to go and use, and uh, yes, you can a lot of times look at growth. Uh, a lot of these churches are growing because they are uh, uh, resonating with people. They are talking about things that the Father is doing. He's blessing. He's blessing those churches that are taking the uh, boldness to deal with things like racism and things like uh, uh, Israelites, the black Hebrew Israelites, which is truly, which is a truth uh, in the earth. Okay, so um, folks, listen. This is serious. The Father is resurrecting a remnant of his people within the earth. The Father is doing a lot of things in the earth, but that's one of the things he's doing. The Father is revealing a lot of the lies that have kept millions and millions of people in bondage from my white supremacy. The Father is exposing, is exposing and lifting up and putting his truth out there. And a lot of uh, our white brothers and sisters is going to miss the boat uh, because they don't want to deal with it. And a lot of our so-called black churches are missing the boat as well because they're operating in fear and, uh, and white supremacy themselves. Okay, But those churches uh, that do, those ministers that do declare the things the Father is saying in this end time, they will prosper, they will be blessed. And some of them are even our so-called white brothers and sisters uh, that have said, you know what, I'm just going to tell the truth the way it is, and they are being blessed as well. So that's answer to the first question. The Revelation, uh, Book of Revelations, uh, the Father blessed me and a lot of the co-hosts to uh, get insight on the book of Revelation. We talked a lot about the book of Revelations on this network. A lot of our shows, you will hear various teachings about the book of Revelation. We believe, for one, that America is the great whore that straddles the water that made the nations drunk with her wine. Um, you know, uh, that's just one. I won't go into that too deep. But you can hear a lot of the book of Revelations talked about in our earlier shows when we had... Um, a show called the New World Order Watch Society. All right, but a third question I asked the Bible was, was there blacks in the Bible? I mean, no, I said, what was going on? Excuse me. The number three question was, what is going on? Well, in a nutshell, that's probably the biggest topic we talk about, and uh, it's the New World Order, and it's the people that have taken over our world, and I do mean taken over in every tiny aspect of life. They have pretty much, they, they have their hands in human development, human education, they have their hands in science, they have their hands in, in, in just any and everything relating to humans. They have these control over our world under the guidance of Satan, all right, who is the god of this world, unfortunately, because mankind has turned their will over to Satan and have empowered him through ignorance. 
All right, so um, without saying much of that, again, you can tune into the, uh, uh, some of our early shows. We're really, any of our shows, we're talking about the New World Order. So, again, that's um, uh, any of our shows today, especially our shows in, in early shows where we talked about the New World Order, Watch Society. You can Google any of these shows I'm talking about by simply Googling Blog Talk Radio, Five Smooth Stone, and then the World Order Watch Society. But like I say, that particular uh, question asked the most high, what's going on? We talk about that all the time, including tonight. All right, we're going to be dealing with open uh, discussion. Uh, the fourth question asked the Father, was there blacks in the Bible? Folks, the Father let me know that <laughs> I didn't expect this. Uh, to be honest, I sometimes wish it wasn't so. Ain't going to lie. Because it's hard to tell people that the Bible is pretty much people of color. You just sound racist. You sound like you got an agenda. You sound like you're full of hatred. But that's exactly what the Father showed me, that this earth was made out of uh, green and brown. Pretty much the earth is green and brown. His man that he put in the, in the garden was green. And his seed was brown people. And so was the Israelites. And the en- enemy of the Israelites, the whole earth at one point was dark skinned and White skin came as a recessive trait, and we talk about that, okay? Uh, But yes, the entire Bible was people, dark hue, not even olive. We talk about this in a teaching called leprosy, which I'll talk about that in a minute. But folks, (laughs) I, Bible leprosy, not leprosy in our minds now, but I'll get on that in a second. Folks, that Bible is full of very dark-skinned people. Again, not even olive-colored people, and I'll explain why that in a minute. Last, I asked the Father if I could see the world. Obviously, that was just a yes. That wasn't. That was a quick answer. He allowed me to see 24 nations, and and not just to see nations, but to see and and and, and uh, talk to people. That was very informative, and that pointed me in directions of higher knowledge and higher information. I'm thankful for it. So what was the five questions, the five topics? The five topics that came out of these five questions that we call the five smooth stone network is this. Number one, the revelation of white supremacy. I mean in a way that you've never heard white supremacy. We talk about it on this network. Okay? We talk about it on this network, and we believe that not just white people are white supremacists, but anybody that believes the lie of Satan, uh, that whites are superior in any remote way, is participating in that deception. All right? Again, we talk about revel- the white supremacy like you've never heard. And this, this is what happens on Sundays right now because I'm doing a book on it, and we talk a lot about that on Sunday nights. All right. Also... The revelation of the Hebrews. Remember, I asked the Father what color was. Was there people of color in the Bible? We break down how it's impossible, how it could not have been but people of color, and so that called the revelation of the Hebrews, where we talk about the Bible being very dark-skinned people and who those people were and their purpose today, and why we talk about so much that on this network. All right which also brings another topic into view and that is the um if if the if the people in the bible uh, some of you may say brother Seth were people of color 
then who were the other people? Who, how, how did white people come about? So we believe, of course, that there was one couple in the garden, and that couple produced all of us. And so pretty much the people you see on the earth are all brothers and sisters. That is the truth. All right, now I'm going to say this. I believe this. Now, some of my co-hosts may defer, but I think most of them do believe this. Folks, they were people of color. They were people of color, all right? So what happened is the sin entered the earth. People began to grow with with different, um, different, for lack of a better word, plagues. Things happened to their bodies. People were growing too tall. Anytime your growth caused pain, anytime you're you're too short, uh, you're too tall, and it causes pain, you can't say that that's the father's norm. So I believe that a lot of brothers and sisters that are tall, uh, groups of people tall, groups of people short, uh, even people losing hair, all of this, the women not being able to have children, all of this is a result of sin in our earth. And I think losing skin color, losing your pigmentation falls under the same category. You're saying white skin is a result of sin? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not necessarily white people. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, because we don't associate with hate at all at this network. Again, I believe with every fiber of my being that white skin, and not only just white skin, but even light skin, black people, I think that lighter skin is a recessive trait. And I can prove it because it's very unhealthy and not having uh, proper, um, I don't know if I should say proper, but not having uh, a lot of melanin can actually kill you. Uh, not having, uh, having very little can actually kill you cause skin cancer folks it's serious it's serious it's not nothing cute to be running around talking about um white skin as uh, uh uh in biblical times i'm talking about in biblical times it was not a cute thing to, as we see it today uh uh talking about recessive skin it wasn't a good thing in the biblical times now today is a different day i said today is a different day and, and furthermore none of this really matters uh since christ have come and taken and place us in the spirit where our identity is in him and in the spirit of most high seeing us through Christ. None of this really matters. But we talk about this because we have to understand the, this in order to understand that the Father is even using so-called black people because we've been taught so much white supremacy over the years, it's hard to see the Father using us at all. But once this revelation goes forth about leprosy, and the revelation about the Hebrew Hebrews, uh, you can understand clearly that the Bible was uh, of dark-skinned people, and uh, that uh, they are all related, and that uh, sin entered the picture, and, and women begin to not be able to bear children. Men grew too tall. Men grew short. Uh, men was balding of the hair, losing memory, losing this, and also losing pigmentation. So that's taught in our series called Leprosy, Bible Leprosy. You can find those uh, conversations or those shows at simply Googling Five Swings on Blog Talk Radio and then typing the word leprosy. Uh, 
All right, and also, uh, so so far we've talked about the revelation of white supremacy. It's one of our stones, one of our topics. We call the five small stones, which is nothing more than five topics. One of the topics or one of the stones is white supremacy. One of the stones is Hebrew, revelation of Hebrew. One of the stones is the revelation of leprosy. All right, and then one world government. Remember, I asked the Father what's really going on, what's really going on with this. This was talked about a lot early on, and we still talk about it pretty much every show. But we really hit it hard early on talking about a lot of things that was just uncomprehendable that these wicked people are doing, mind control and government and pretty much the, uh, the one world government is trying to be like the kingdom of God if you just understand that uh, they're trying to mimic what the father is doing you know the father controls it all and they want to they are, are trying to mimic the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Yah upon the earth very wicked people folks and then the last topic we talk about is the kingdom of God the solution to everything I just mentioned this stone is is talked about every single week where we get into the solution, talking about another kingdom, a higher kingdom, the, the, the kingdom that's going to crush all other kingdoms, the kingdom that's already crushing all other kingdoms, and that is the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Yah and his Christ that came to the earth and died for our sins. And, and then the Father placed us in this Christ, in the Spirit, where our identity is hid in Christ. And the gifts of the Spirit, how he sent the Holy Spirit to the earth, and what this Holy Spirit does within man, when man submits to it. These are some of the things we talk about uh, on the five smooth stones. And I say some of the things because we pretty much talk about the five smooth stones, or the five topics uh, that I just mentioned. But we also really, uh, we really talk about everything and anything as it relates to you and yours. If it's happening to so-called African Americans, who we believe are the Israelites, if it's happening to them, we're talking about it right here on this network. So, again, um, thank you for allowing me to take the time out. Those of you who have heard that many, many times, thank you for allowing me to say that. But, folks, I'm very serious. We're very serious at this network and dealing with those five topics. And like I said, really anything that's happening to so-called African Americans. Speaking of African Americans and what's happening with them, I want to go ahead and, and uh, talk about something that's been on my heart lately. Um, and uh, it's just something that has been a challenge for me. And I know some of you can say amen to what I'm about to talk about. Some of you may not say amen. Some of you may find it very difficult to even hear what I'm about to say, actually. But this is open discussion, so I would like to know what's on some of y'all's mind. But I want to talk about uh, hopelessness, hopelessness. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people that's just really giving up, uh, not saying they're giving up. They don't talk like that. People don't say, I give up. <laughs> I don't talk like that. They just give up. You just look at them, and uh, they are living for pleasure. Uh, some people say, I can't change the world, and, and they stop trying. They um, huh. Some people, let me just put it like this. Some people feel like it's too big, and I am only one person. And I can't change the world. 
And so they just pretty much live day to day and um, just kind of go through the motions. So I want to talk to you tonight and myself, because sometimes I feel the same way, brothers and sisters. You know, there's so much going on in our world. Like we say, like I just named the New World Order and what these powerful people are doing uh, to the water and to our young people in schools and, and uh, what, they, what, what they have brainwashed uh, the masses into thinking into this, buying into this whole color um, system. And how it how this new world order has people really thinking that they are their skin color and they're willing to die for it and, and they're causing all types of divisions over uh, trying to protect their turf uh, they're murdering trying to protect their turf of their skin how this new world order have brainwashed people into thinking that uh, by white skin becoming uh, close to annihilation uh, in the years to come, that that's something to be concerned about, which is not. Uh, whatever happened to us as, as, as a people, as far as how we look, whatever happened to skin, it's really no business of humans. We're just supposed to love each other, and whatever we turn out, that's what we turn out. But there has been those that have went about the earth cleverly under the guidance of Satan, and promoting uh, race based upon color, and they feel like they, as a color, have a right to exist. So these are just some of the things that gotten people saying, you know, is there any hope? And I'm one of them. Sometimes I, you know, can do these shows, and y'all thinking maybe some of y'all might think this. I'm gonna say some of y'all. Their brother Seth really got a good handle on everything. He sees things clearly, and he. Not so fast. You know, I don't know that I'm that guy. You know, I'm just someone that loves people enough to be out here and put together this blog and invite people to come on there. And I found some things that work in their life and just creating a platform where we can laugh and have a good time and just share some of these things. That's what the Five Stone Network is really all about. And I do believe the Father's behind a lot of what we do. And uh, that's one reason I invite him to this show, and that his that his wisdom will go forth, and I believe it will. Uh, but brothers and sisters, the Scriptures have said that there's certain things that is to happen on our earth. If you're born on this earth... There are certain things that just, they have to happen. We have no control over that. Before we was born, before our children, before our family, our mothers and fathers and grandfathers and great, 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 whatever, however far you want to go back, there's some certain prophecies that I have found out that has to happen. And anybody that really want a good life, that want a stress-free life, I think it would behoove them to know what those prophecies, what those universal laws are, or those things that is going to happen, in other words. All right? Ever since the fall of man and the garden, I believe, 
book of Genesis. The earth has been on a, on two courses, uh, one to one of decadence and another road, another clock is ticking for its restoration. And the Bible talks about a new heaven, a new earth that is coming, I'm talking about. Some people don't like, don't say that's a restoration. Okay, I hear you. But folks, this earth, there's going to become a new heaven, a new earth, because this one has been tainted by sin. Okay? And there's certain things that is going to happen before this earth, before this earth is no more, and there's a new heaven, a new earth, where this earth is. And some of y'all may find this negative right here or gloomy. But it's the hope we have. It's great news we have. The Father said <laughs> that he is going to come to this earth after the sun has reigned a thousand years. Many of you know, again, I talked about the book of Revelation, but many of you already know about that the sun is going to return to this earth. And there are certain things that is to happen prior to him returning to this earth. And that when he returns to this earth, he must reign a thousand years until it's... And, uh, and, and when he reigns on the earth, because right now he's reigning in heaven until his enemies be made his footstool. But the Bible talks about a time when he will come to the earth. And he will reign a thousand years, you know, Satan is put in the bottomless pit. Those that was beheaded for the gospel's sake will be resurrected to reign with Christ. And after the thousand year reign, then comes these throngs and the judgment of the wicked. And then comes separation of those wicked people. And the Bible talks about how the Father, and I'm speeding this up, the Father then comes to the earth comes through this uh, excuse me then the Bible talks about there becoming a new heaven and a new earth the Bible says this new earth is going to be like a bride adorned uh, some people call it some people even say yes the bride of Christ which I don't believe that but the Bible talks about this new earth being adorned like a bride and this is where we get the uh, the streets of gold gates of pearl this is the new Jerusalem when the saints uh, now we know that when Christ ruled those that were beheaded for the gospel's sake and killed for the gospel's sake is going to be resurrected to rule with Christ that, that's a benefit they get uh, that they will rule with Christ but after the thousand year uh, all the saints that have died in Christ will be resurrected and brothers and sisters I hope that uh, you, like myself, hope and is trying our best to be a part of that number that returns back to this new restored earth, uh, the new heaven, the new earth. Uh, the Bible talks about it's going to be in this earth, going to be a new heaven, a new earth. Okay? So, the Bible talks about the saints all being brought back and and, and, and enjoying life evermore with the Father. I believe that with every fiber of my being. But prior to these things happening, there's a lot of things that's to happen upon the earth. 
And if you don't know uh, that the book of Revelations and the book of Daniel, and just throughout the scriptures, the Father talk about these things, it can really rattle you. One of the things that is supposed to happen is the Father is supposed to hiss to the nations in the north and call a nation to come and discipline his people, Israel, and that Israel was to be scattered throughout the four corners by these people in the north, and that he talks about these people in the north in Joel 2 and, uh, and other parts of the scriptures, how that uh, there hasn't been a people like this ever, and there will not be another people like them for many generations. So I believe in the book of Acts when the Holy Ghost was poured out according to Joel 2 that uh, Scripture talks about how when he pours out his spirit and mankind uh, would be in, in dwell with the Holy Spirit. And, of course, the book of Acts talked about that was the fruition of that when men spoke with tongues and men were empowered to walk under the very authority and, and, and power that Christ himself walked under. Uh, when the Holy Spirit was poured out. At the same time, the Bible talks about in the book of Joel that there will be a people that will come up on the earth and that there, there has never been a people like them and that there will never be another people like them for many generations. And I believe we'll, that that we are those people. Uh, oh, excuse me. We are living in the time of when those people would come. Again, the Father talks about it in the book of Joel, chapter 2, where when he pours out his spirit upon mankind, which happened in the book of Acts, when man began to speak in tongues and the Holy Spirit was poured out on the earth, the Father said that he would call this nation from the north and that there would not be another nation like them for many generations. And he describes what this nation would do to the earth and what it would do to the saints. And, folks, I believe with every fiber of my being, this is what we call, who we call so-called white people today. And it's not everybody white, I understand that, but those in power. And this is, I think, when the Catholic Church and the, uh, is introduced. And, and uh, I just think this is when the Europe, the, those that uh, migrated to Africa for better climate conditions, I'm talking about albinos, when they begin to mix with each other and migrate up north, uh, this is their heyday. This is when they became the strongest, and this is when I believe the Father called them, called them, brothers and sisters, uh, his north army, and he called them down to Jerusalem to utter his judgments against his people and the inhabitants of the earth, really. And this just started the reign of Europeans as we know today. So today we find ourselves in, in situations where we are under the control of these people, uh, these people, again, talking about those people in power uh, that are ruling us. And uh, it looks like the Father is just gone, left the earth, and that we're stuck in the hands of the people from the north. But I believe, brothers and sisters, that just like the Father said before all this happened, that he warned Israel that, you know, if they was a rebellious people, that he would call a nation from the north and that they would enslave them and that they would be scattered at the four corners and that they would be so out of their minds that they would serve gods of wood and stones. In other words, gods that they worship, with their, excuse me, gods that they create with their own hands. And he told them that these people would not uh, to give uh, uh, respect to young or old. 
He talks about how these people would enslave them in all their gates. Or in other words, every area of your life. And uh, so we look up and uh, uh, things are happening. I mean, he told them, Father, that these people, uh, he told them, uh, brothers and sisters, that these people would scatter them throughout the four corners. He told them that these people would... uh, would not break rank among themselves and that they would be united. And, uh, they, you know, it, if they fall upon the sword, they won't be uh, injured. What kind of people is that? Were they not human? Of course they was human. But they would have policies to where even when they're wounded, they're strengthened. And that's what's happening, you know, just, just to give you all a quick little example of that particular verse. Just look at when uh, a lot of our, so-called white brothers and sisters when they murder a so-called black man what do they see do they ever experience um uh judgment or or do they ever for the most part do they see uh um what's the word i'm looking for do they ever pay for the for the for, for their sins for for what they do to the so-called black man. No, oftentimes they're given time off. And so, you know, uh, so even when they do things that would normally get them wounded, this is what I think it means when they say that when they fall on the sword, they won't be injured. When things happen to them, uh, that so-called horrible, they bounce back. They have policies to protect them. Uh, when they're caught, in other words, like I was just saying, murdering, uh, you would think there would be a time for them to mourn and know that they're about to pay. But instead, there's this protection that comes for them. Uh, uh, a lot of times, you know, they don't even see um, uh, they don't even see judgment. You know, you know, so. Anyway, brothers and sisters, the scripture talks about this, these people that the Father would call from the north, how a lot of times they will fall on the sword I'm talking about right now, and they would not be wounded, all right? Um, and I, I don't want to make it out of a Bible study, but I probably should be giving some scriptures where these various things are found, but I'm hoping a lot of y'all are very, these are pretty common scriptures. But I believe with all my heart uh, that the Father is no longer behind this nation is what I was trying to get to. I do think he called them for a season, brothers and sisters, but I don't think he's behind them. I don't think he's behind them to be successful and for them to be um, uh, as powerful as they once were. I think uh, Israelites have served their sentence uh, uh, that the Father has come against them with this nation the north as a judgment due to their forefathers rebellion and I think the Israelites have served their sentence and I feel like right now what's happening is there is a what you call a changing of the guard what does that mean that means that these people from the north these people from the north is no longer uh, given over uh, to Satan uh to the degree Satan would be would use them, because you know we're no match for Satan. I'm talking about those of us outside, of, without God, without the Most High. So I believe 
that the father, if he allows Satan to get a hold of him, to give them the lies of white supremacy and the other other tools they have to dismantle the world, they're no longer walking in that. Uh, uh, if the father was behind them himself doing it, he's no longer behind them. So however way the Europeans arrived at power, I don't think the father is no longer allowing it. So what does that mean? That means there's a changing of the guards. There's a changing of the hands in power. And I think there's what you, what I call growing pains. Uh, a lot of so-called whites are reluctant to let go of this power that they've known uh, since their existence. And a lot of so-called black people, uh, be it African Americans or really other uh, non-white people, are reluctant because of their mindset of slavery and servitude they're reluctant to take their rightful places and, 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 and walk in leadership and walk out of the bondage and walk into this new freedom of, of you know, charting uh, 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 their own course. So I think there's this rebellion by a lot of our white brothers and sisters, and I think this is why we see a lot of the murders, a lot of uh, whites venting, uh, this, this whole angry white male syndrome, all the things that was seen, uh, uh, you know, by a lot of the conservatives, uh, not all of them, uh, because this this madness is in the Democratic Party as well. What am I talking about, brother? What am I talking about? I'm talking about racism. Uh, so, as we change guards, there's this there's this fight, there's this there's this this brawl, this this. And, and really spiritual warfare as well uh, going on is it in, it has intensified and a lot of us find ourselves discouraged because of the things we see you know bloodshed uh, pain uh, people being used and abused and and uh, we find ourselves as I was talking about at the beginning of the show feeling a little hopeless but I just want to encourage everybody to know that it is a changing of the guard. It's not going to be smooth at first, okay? But if you just can wait a while, I do think the time is coming that, as the minister said at the beginning of the show, Father is getting ready to use this so-called black man and to resurrect him. And I think it's happening. It can't be stopped. This is something bigger than so-called white people or black people truth has to come to the surface and the truth will make us free it's a force it's, it's like some miles monroe said years ago that if you don't change with when when, the, when uh, he was talking about how that if you don't change when a change comes, it could kill you he was talking about like when the weather changes if winter comes and you stuck on summer and and that's how you was raised, and you only want to see things from a summer perspective and winter is coming, it can kill you. So that's what's happening today, I believe. I believe there's a changing of the guards, and if all of us don't change and get used to this new look and what the Father's trying to do, it could change. It could kill us. It could, it, could, it, it could wound us. And so what I try to do right here on this Fossil Stone Network is founder of it. I try, I'm trying my best brothers and sisters just to put things out there that I believe the Father's doing with our so-called white brothers and sisters and with us 
uh, along uh, where it relates to uh, race relations. But uh, keep in mind the Fossil Stone Network does talk about other things, but I'm just right now kind of hitting on this whole hopelessness that I'm seeing among our people where it relates to race. But like I said earlier in the show, there's other things we talk about, the New World Order, different things they're doing, and just other things. So I'm going to take a little short break, brothers and sisters. Uh, tonight is just going to be me. We're going solo. It's, we did the first two years of the Five Stone Network. You know, I did probably about, I don't know, a couple hundred shows, I guess. And uh, I don't know if it was that many, but we did a lot of shows while I was going solo and and. Uh, I really, really uh, kind of miss that, actually. Uh, I do enjoy the co-hosts. I think I'm better with co-hosts, but we have had some crazy shows when I was just one-on-one and, and, uh, and some of the callers over the years. And I had a few guests on here and there, but pretty much it was just me, myself, and that's what's happened tonight. So I'm going to take a little short break, and we'll be back again with you. Tune into the Fossils on Network, just open forums, just freestyling here, just thinking of different things that I've encountered today and and, and since I've been back from vacation, uh, just different things I'm hearing and feeling in the spirit. Like I said, there's a lot of hopelessness, people just giving up, people just throwing the towel and just coasting, uh, people just living for pleasure because they, they it's not like they don't want to have purpose or they don't want to be busy about building something, substance. It's just they just feel like, they're too overwhelmed with the ills of the world, and they just, they just simply giving up. And I mean it, folks. People are giving up. I mean, and I don't mean just losing their minds. They're just, they look real good, smell real good, I guess. And they just, folks, they just, I'm hearing things uh, from friends and families and strangers and coworkers or that are believers. I'm talking about strong believers that are just coasting. And so we have the victory. And I sometimes have to sit down and, and talk to myself about how we truly have the victory. We have nothing to play with, brothers and sisters. Great is he that's in us. Great, greater, greater is he that is in us, working in us even than he that is working in the world. So the thing is, is to get to a place where we can just hear this he that is working in us, he that is in us. Uh, the key is, is aligning our thoughts and our and our feelings with what he is doing, what he is saying. So tonight I'm just going a little slow, just talking about some things I know that he has put in the earth, things he has said about this earth that is going to happen, and that we have to just realign ourselves up with what the Father already said is going to be so we won't get discouraged, but just know in the end he will triumph. He is already triumphing. He's triumphing even in our lives today. Many of us have that peace that passes all understanding. We have the joy and uh, in the midst of a storm. I mean, you know. Just think of how Christ, how good a sleep he was getting in the midst, in the middle of a storm. While the, while the disciples was going crazy on top of the boat, Christ was at the bottom of the boat enjoying some really good sleep. And there's some people enjoying some really good rest. Uh, Shabbat, as they call it. Sabbath, as they call it. Enjoying shalom in the midst 
in the midst of a horrible storm. And that's what's happening. So tonight just allow me to just kind of flow with this and just I'll take breaks here and there so I can get some to drink. But uh, let's talk about this hopelessness. How hopeless really are we? Are we really hopeless? I don't think so. I think that the challenges you face, brothers and sisters, that you, you, and I face is no match for the Most High. And I'm going to prove it by just sharing of his glory when we come back. Again, you tune into the Fossil Zone Network tonight. Is open discussion. Uh, we are open to the public for whatever's on your mind. I'm Brother Seth, and we'll be right back after this break. My God is Your 
and rage to give us all a second birth. And from heaven he came down, down. to free all that we're bound. bound. Oh God, the four and twenty fell down, casting down their crowns. Tonight, 
I thought I would just do a, a show. First of all, open discussion so we don't have to stay on this, brothers and sisters. But right now I've been talking about uh, these individuals that I'm seeing something in their eyes. And, and uh, when they talk and they share, if you're not careful, you'll be like your brother, talking about myself, where it, they say things to kind of rattle you. I was talking with a gentleman today, and um, he was talking about We was talking about, I'm almost reluctant to say it, but we was talking about how the New World Order and so-called whites in power, and y'all excuse me for chewing a little bit here, that's that's the deal when you're on, I think that's some coals in the house, but that's the deal when you're by yourself, uh, you have to break and chew sometime. But I think we have Sister Eliana in the house. I think I see two of nine. So we'll come to you, Sister Eliana, here in a second. But, folks, as I was saying before the break, we have power on the inside of us. We have power. We have a powerful one that is speaking to us, that is leading and guiding us in and out of danger. How much more power can we have? So, yes, I see the muscles of the New World Order. I see how they're poisoning the water. I see how they're what they're doing with our children in the schools. And I see the, 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 the elementary kids being taught about sexuality. And I see in the movies how they're programming. And I see the subliminal here, subliminal there. I see the advanced psych- psychology where they're controlling the masses and and. I, I see the witchcraft in, in the entertainment, and I see, I see, I see. But I said to them, and then I'm coming to you, Sister Eliana. I have a question for, for you that feel like they're just invincible, those in power. Why have they turned up the heat? Why? Answer that one. For those who think there's just no hope and just we just we're just in the hands of these people, why attempt the heat? Some of y'all gotta really go deep in your thinking. Think about that. Why are they acting desperate? What are they seeing? Let me go to the phone line. Bring on Sister Eliana. Maybe she'll have some insight on to what I'm trying to get out here. All right, go to the phone line. Eric code two oh nine. Six eight three. I think this is Sister Eliana. Sister Eliana, or is that you? Yes, it is. Well, welcome, Sister. You... Welcome. Good to hear your voice. All right. Well, well, thank you. It's good to be here. Yes, yes. Always good to hear your voice, and always just sitting up, just uh, in our open discussion to the public, just talking about some hopelessness I've been seeing in the saints and in the angels as well. And, I mean, people are just really acting like these powerful groups of people that's controlling our world. is they just everywhere controlling everything, and, and these people are just it's going through the motions. They're happy, trying to enjoy themselves, trying to be entertained by whatever sport or whatever entertainment is out there. They just have come, come to the conclusion that ain't nothing they can do. And so I... You know why? Rattle. Go ahead. 
Well, the Bible said in the last days there is going to come a famine in the land. I was talking about that earlier. I was ministering to someone, and I was telling her about the importance of reading the Word of God. And I told her it's like a it's a, like a different kind of bread. The Scripture says, "Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word." that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Many people's souls and their spirits are dead. They have starved to death their spirit. They're the walking dead because they have not taken heed to the word. They have not delighted themselves in the word of God. They have taken the word of God out. You know, in the original education system, the alphabet was taught, and it was around God's word. And that generation of people were the most intelligent they had the most faith and strength. They could send a 13-year-old to another country to be an ambassador and representative for the United States because they were just that sharp. Today, our children at 13, we have to wonder, and it's only because they're not getting the same diet. The world is not getting the word. They have taken the word away. They have taken prayer out of school. They've done everything to destroy the soul and the mind of men, and this is why there's that hopelessness because there's, they're, they're, they're dying on the vine. They're, they're withering and dying on the vine. But the word of God is, is life, and this is where our society is gone, this generation. If the children knew the word of God, they would know that they are not, they would know that they are not non-binary. They would know that they are a girl. They would know that they are a boy. But they don't know this because there's nothing inside. They're, they're empty. And there's nothing inside for them to hold on to, to believe in, and to be sustained by. Interesting. I, I think you're right. I like how you put that. I really like how you put that. Uh, and, and, you know, I ain't going to lie, Sister Eliana. I mean, I don't want to talk until I got it all together. I mean, I talked to some brothers that I don't even want to go into it because it's just so deep. They just stay into a lot of things, governmental programs, where if I shared them with, with probably not you, but other people, you would be like, I hope y'all lying. I hope that's not true. But it's proven to be true. Things the government are experimenting with, what they're able to do, and, you know, I mean, it's like the Internet. It's as popular as the Internet is. Before the Internet was the Internet, they had it back in the 20s. Think about that for a minute. Before they let us have it, they had it. So in order for them to let us have it, they done got something else. I mean, there's all types of facial recognition. There's all types of – if what the government has without – doing what the brothers did to me early and rattle some people, what the government is doing will render most listeners motionless. It did to me this week because I, I, I meet with these brothers and we talk a lot about all kinds of things. They were just saying some things that was just, that was just, Cecilia and I can't even describe it. I mean, like I said, I had thought about inviting one of them on the show, but I got thinking, I don't know that people can handle what they would be saying. It's like a lot of our old shows we used to do called New World of Watch Society. Remember, I stopped blogging 
because those shows rattle me, so got me so discouraged. But what our government is doing, the New World Order, it is horrific. It's like they've been taken over by Satan. But we have to remember this, like I said right before I brought you on. Why are they acting so desperate? Obviously, there's something in the horizon that they see that they are shaking in their bones and their boots about. So we, the people, those of us that fear the Most High, we need to know what that is. Why are they so afraid? Why are they so desperate? Why are they trying to tear down the family so? Why is it important that our kids be sexually confused? Why? Why are you spend billions of dollars? Why are you allowing the, H, the LGB, whatever you call it? Why is this community rising up? It's just not like people just, oh, they just bored. No, these people know something we don't know. Some of us don't know. These people see something many of us don't see, and they're acting out of desperation. I have a hand that just went up, Sister Eliana. You okay with me going to the phone lines at this time, or did you want to comment briefly on what I just said? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Go for it. Okay. Let's go to the phone lines. We have area code 612545. We'd like to know your name and the city you're calling from. And a third question we're asking everybody is, how did you hear about the show? Again, area code 612545, your name, your city, and how did you hear about the show? Yes, sir. My name is Michael. I'm calling from Minneapolis and uh, on the show on Blog Talk Radio. All right, Michael. We'll go right ahead. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call. Um, I was actually calling about that specific issue about – I was actually going to call specifically about the LGBT agenda and what's going on in this country. And, and, I, and I say this from an immigrant perspective. Like, I came from Ethiopia and Africa, and so I'm sort of seeing it from, like, an outsider's view. But there's just two things going on in this country that are just, like, shocking for the rest of the world. Number one, how the homosexuals got so much power is beyond me. Like, it, it, it's it's incredible to see in this country, a country that, if you go back to 2008, you remember the Democratic primary between Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton? Yes. Do you remember that when they were running, both of them, were on record and on television saying they were opposing gay marriage. You remember that? You know what? I do remember that. It's funny you should say that. Yeah, and I just, yeah, and I, I bring that up to people to let people understand. Like that was like twelve, fourteen years ago, where the leading candidates for the Democratic Party were openly against gay marriage, and yet here we are, you know, a little bit more than a decade later, and look what this thing has gotten. Just to let people realize, like, how this is a recent thing. This thing just kicked off basically around 2010, and it's just it's just gone into, tur- like, turbo driving. These homosexuals that took over everything. And yeah. they've gotten so bold. Like, in my home country, Ethiopia, we have these ancient church, like, um, sites, that, these ancient holy sites that have been in existence for, like, more than a 1,000 years, right? Oh, and we have rules Ethiopia? on these. Hold on, these, hold on. Did you say your home church yeah. Ethiopia, in Ethiopia? Yeah, in Ethiopia. We have these, like, really ancient churches that are, like, carved out of these massive stones that, you know, it's like tourist attractions. But I've they have specific the rules, right? And you, you may know what I'm talking about. But the rules they have there are, like, 
women are not allowed to come in and homosexuals absolutely, I mean, you can't, you step foot on there and you're homosexual, they're going to kill you. But they, um, this homosexual activist group decided that they were going to come to our country and go to these holy sites and desecrate it out of an act of protest, right? They, they, really, they got that bold. They thought they could do that. Our government let them know, you step foot off the plane, we're going to kill you on site. No, no questions asked. Like, that's how it got to the point where I think the U.N. and other government agencies had to step in and convince this group not to get on the plane and come to our country. But it just shows where these homosexuals got this, this boldness to think that they can shove their views on the entire planet the way they do here. Wow. You know, when Obama was president, you think about it, so when Barack Obama was president, he came to Kenya and he had a speech there and he was trying to convince all these African countries to decriminalize homosexuality if they want to continue to receive USA money, right? Because in most of Africa today, homosexuality is a crime. You go to jail for you might get killed. Same thing is true in the Middle East and parts of Asia as well. But the fact that he did that, you know, knowing that he's, you know, he's from Kenya and he thought he could use his cachet to do that, and he thought they were going to go along with it, but every country was like, absolutely not. We're not doing it under no means. And then what the homosexuals decided to do was they said, okay, because they couldn't do it through economic pressures, through, you know, aid money. They decided to send, like, teachers who were supposedly volunteering to help educate children, right? They came to find out they were sneaking in homosexual propaganda, like the stuff that we see going on in schools today here. Little books for little kids teaching them that, you know, about homosexuality, about all these sexual acts that you can do, you know, men on men, women on women. They caught them doing this. These are NGOs and supposed volunteers to help the poor. They found them doing that. And so these people are so sick and evil, they're trying to push this thing everywhere in the world, you know. And I'm just, I'm just happy that here in this country you've got a group of people who, in my opinion, they're vilified on the, on the conservative side who are at least standing up to this stuff and are try to resist it to some degree politically. And to your question that you asked when you, when you brought up the issue of why are they so desperate, they've been exposed. The COVID pandemic exposed their whole agenda for so many people. So many people for the first time saw what their children were being taught online when they were at home learning. And they were blown away. They could not believe the propaganda that's being taught to their children, the pornography, the homosexuality. And all these, I mean, you see what's going on in these school boards. Their parents are confronting the, the, the school board saying, what in the world are you teaching our children? And they're seeing that there's a movement going on now that Biden's, you know, agenda, his, his administration's completely failed. They realize there's going to be a Republican landslide coming in these next two elections that's going to rival what Reagan did in the 80s. They know that. And with that, there's going to come changes that are going to undermine their agenda, number one being school choice. If school choice becomes the law of the land in this country, public schools in every part of this land are going to empty out. And for those who don't can Go decide ahead. that you want to send your children to a private school or a religious school, to the public school, which ranges from eight to twelve, even $16,000 a year, you then can then use that money to pay for your child's private tuition. Right. Okay. Well, let me let me kind of let me kind of hop in here. 
you're saying a lot, and I didn't want to cut you off because you're saying so much good stuff. But I want to know, Sister Eliana, you got anything to add or say or confirm? Anything in your spirit as the brother is talking to you, sharing? I'll just kind of let them go because was, that was so beautiful. Sister Eliana, do you have anything to add? Well, Michael, let me say this to you, yeah, brother. Hello. I got it. Are you there? Okay, go right ahead. Yeah, I have something. Yeah, I wanted to say that it was. Uh, I concur, and he, the brother wasn't finished. He was right. He was getting ready to bring out another really vital point. But um, right, I right. Say but I, I do he was building. He, he was just building. I wanted to see if you said because he said quite a bit. I wanted to know if you right, had no, comments on anything he said before then. Well, I'm just going to say. Let me finish that. Um, I concur because here in my area, in my town, um, actually right now I'm in Nevada. I'm in the state of Nevada. I'm going to be here for two months. But in Merced, in California, um, California is very um, liberal. And um, I'm part of the Merced Black Parallel School Board. And there's this whole thing that the, the schools are doing where they're using and counting our African-American children, our black children, um, they're classifying them as, like, slow learners or difficult learners. Then they're classifying them, again, as minorities, same group of kids. And they're able to draw down trillions of dollars nearly for these for their schools, their school boards, their school districts, and then they're using that money to, to miseducate our children. And they're using those dollars to... Uh, promote that homosexual agenda And another thing they're doing They have so much surplus wealth They're buying up in, in Merced They're buying up uh, office buildings uh, On Main Street There's a big building project going on uh, On Main Street to bring in tourism And, and funds And the school districts are, 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 are using the money that they got Out of the LCAP fund To educate children they're using that to purchase real estate and gain themselves more power and more power while they're miseducating the children, misleading the children, and destroying it. So there is a real agenda. If you can destroy the, the next generation coming, you can have a faulty uh, older generation. If you can, t- And the other thing, oh, I, I was at the, a meeting. They said they want to introduce preschool down to eight. Months make it mandatory that parents put their eight one year and six month old child in a government program system of education, and then they want to also increase the school day. So, you what's in, in a sense what you're doing is you're completely taking away the parents' authority. The parent gives birth to the child, and the government takes it right out of. The, 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 the womb and then begins to indoctrinate and miseducate that child. That's exactly, wow. that's a demonic agenda. It's a demonic agenda. Wow. Well, Michael, I, I, I knew she had something to say on what you had said up until that point. That's what we like to do is just, instead of you building, 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 I like to see if the co-hosts have something to say along the way. Go ahead and finish what you were saying because I know there's more to come. I just appreciate you sharing. Uh, we don't. Uh, uh, we'll just go ahead and share, please. 
Yeah, thank you, brother. And the sister brought up some excellent points. She's, she's totally right. And this goes to the point of um, the history of education in America, which a lot of people aren't aware of, that if you go back to the late 1800s, early 1900s, before we had government education in this country, um, Christians, for the most part, taught their children at home. The government had to convince, you know, the Christians in general to accept the concept of public education. And when, when they did that, they, they made a caveat. They said, okay, we will make sure that we'll have school prayer and we'll teach children scripture in, in school. That's why America had that, because that was the only way they could convince the Christians as a whole to embrace the concept of government education. Now, you thought we all know what happened by the time we got to the 1960s. They did the old switcheroo. They got rid of prayer. They got rid of teaching of the Bible. And then slowly over time, they started to bring in all their demonic doctrines, and now you see where education is at today, and it's at the point now where it's expected of you that you're which is what they really are. And this is why the sister brought up the point about how they're even going after younger and younger children because believe that your children are property of the state, not yours. Therefore, they believe it's Okay, hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. Um, you're breaking up just a little bit. I don't know what's going on. Uh, every once in a while, a word or two, uh, we'll miss a word or two. It's, it's, so it's good. We want to get all of it. So I don't know if you need to kind of adjust your location. But go right ahead and finish up there. Yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Is, is it okay now or is it breaking up? We'll see. We'll see. Just keep going. Right now, I was just saying to the sister's point about education, and she, she brought the point about how they're going after younger and younger children. This all goes back to when how public education started in America the, in the first place. Um, are you familiar with a pastor by the name of um, what's his brother's name? Uh, you heard of him? Who? Bodie. No, I can tell you right now. <laughs> now, see, you're breaking up there. We can't hear you. Brother Michael, we can't hear you right now. No, I'm saying, have you heard? D- no, I haven't heard of him. I heard the first name. I haven't heard him. What did he do? No, he gave a, he gave a sermon about um, the concept is letting Caesar teach your children. And he goes in-depth about how um, American education began and how they, you know, convinced the Christians to go along with it. And because the Christians at first were completely against it because they believed that if they let their children go to public school, that the government was going to pull them away from the Lord and teach them all kinds of demonic stuff. And this wait, wait, was wait, a huge fight in America. Get, you was breaking up earlier. Bodie so Bacham. Bodie? Yeah, his name is Bodie Bacham. I think I have heard of him. Yeah, you. Yeah, I think ahead. when you see him, you'll recognize him. Yeah, but you, he he did an excellent sermon on this point about education in America. I think everyone should check it out. He really goes in depth about the struggle that America had during the 18 and 1900s because the Christians as a whole were completely against public education, and the government had to do all type of things to try to convince them, and that's why America had schools was because that was part of the negotiation that was done to allow, to convince Christians to allow their children to go to school. 
because, you know, at the time, the, the Christian perspective was, if we allow our children to go there, you're going to teach them ungodly things. We don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. And so they said, fine, what we'll do is we'll, te- we'll, we'll make sure they pray, and we make sure that we'll teach them the Bible. That's why that was there in the first of the 1960s. And so one education is they need to understand why we're at well, Michael, listen. Right, and listen. the sister was right. It's demonic. Well, listen, I really appreciate your call. You're kind of breaking up there, so I'm going to move on. But I really thank you yes, and for contributing. Uh, I want you to, um, well, I'll tell you what. Again, he dropped. Just then he dropped. I want to ask him a question. I want him to spell that name for him because I heard of that. If you can hear me, Michael, you listen online, call back. I would like to, when quite finished with you, I have some questions for you. So I knew so, I was getting shaky there, but go ahead, Sister Eliana. Yeah, so I was looking him up while while he was talking. I'll send you some information. It's V O D I E Vodi, like vote, but the the letter V is the first letter of the name Vodi. Okay. Bachman, and it's B A U C H. I think M A N. So I, I I I looked it up, but he was I, I what I heard him saying is that. This man, Bodie Bachman, was telling the, the history of how our uh, believing uh, families begin to put their children into these public schools. You know, uh, years ago when my kids were going to school, I homeschooled them, and we, I wrote a paper called The Christian Parent, and we were trying to convince other believers to, not, to take their kids out of the Christian education. But believers are so lazy. They, 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 we have we have bought into, well, it's you know they have to go to school, but we're actually sending our children to go in there and become, be turned out. I mean, literally turned out. They're, they're going to school, and getting literally turned out, stripped of who they are, their identity, the, the knowledge of their God, their own family history. Uh, they're, they're relieving a demonic worldview about themselves. They're becoming disconnected. They're they're leaving. They're divorcing their parents in a sense. They're divorcing their culture and their history to run after a huge lie. And then they get out there. They're also doing uh, gender re uh, reorientation surgery on young children because the school's telling them that they they they're non-binary and that they have the right to choose. And so they're deciding that they want to reorganize their genitals. And then now kids are coming back as much older and they're realizing this horrible surgery was done to them when they were still in an adolescent mindset. And the parents had no authority to to tell them no, sweetheart, because the schools are telling them that they're, in a sense, it's telling the children that they're gods, that they don't have authority, that they don't have to listen to their parents. They are the gods. They decide what they want to be. But see, here's the sad thing. Once someone cuts on your body and reorganizes your area, your genitals and all of this, that surgery can't be undone. And if it is, you're going to have problems for the rest of your life because they're also taking hormones and all of this to try to become what they were not engineered by the Most High to be in the beginning, just lies of Satan. 
which brings us to that revelation that says, hey, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for Satan comes down having great wrath. This is all the wrath of Satan on mankind to make them believe that they don't need a God, that they themselves are gods and goddesses, that they can determine the order and the gender after they've been born, that they don't have to listen to parental authority, that they themselves are the authority. Absolutely. It's destruction. Remember Dr. Spock uh, was out and he was telling the parents to not to spank their children. And many years later, he apologized because he helped a whole generation of people become wayward, disobedient, unthankful, unholy, because they were never disciplined. And many of them left, you know, they died because they violated a commandment of honoring thy mother and thy father, that your days may be long. So all of that, and, and still mankind hastens, runs quickly at lightning speed to destruction. At lightning speed. Wow. You know, Sister Ellie, I was thinking as you were speaking there, I still feel this sense of, um, to probably have a show on this, talking about what do they see, they who, those in power, those that are setting up these ungodly policies. You know, I don't think people just being evil because that's just the nature of them and that's just it and that's, they just blindly just being evil. I think there's an agenda, and I think if, they, if they're if they all powers, I'm talking about people now, they're just kind of blindly doing stuff, they're led or influenced by entities that do know what's going on. And what I like to do Absolutely. is have a... A dialogue with talking about what do they see? The power brokers, evil power brokers, those in truly pulling the strings, uh, influencing mankind. What do they see? Because I think it's going to encourage us beyond words to see what they see, and I think there's they know their time is up. <laughs> Number one, and I think. The, the father's no longer behind his northern army, as he called them, uh, and there's a changing of the guards, and I think judgment mm-hmm. is, is 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 around the corner, and I think it's going to floor us just like COVID did. We just couldn't believe that the companies in America was all shut down, the economy shut down. That's not mm-hmm. uncomprehendable. If somebody said that years before COVID happened, nobody would have believed them. But I think the judgment that's coming upon America is going to be very pointed. Certain things going to go towards certain people. And, I mean, it's going to be very clear the most high is real. And I think this could be why the powers that be are just hidden below the belt, so to speak, going after our children and just doing uncomprehendable mind control. There's a lot of mind control programs by the government. And I don't want to get into it too much deep tonight. Oh, we, but um, there's a lot of things happening, Sister Eliana, in our system, in our world, that is just really concerning. So I would like to have that offline chat with you about what you learned yeah yeah it's a lot and uh, I was tempted to bring one of the brothers on and it probably needs to be offline for real because 
I don't want, with me knowing what I know, if I felt that uh, defeated for a season, just for just for a little bit, I was felt like, wow, what can we do? Well, there really isn't nothing we can do, Sister Eliana, without the Most High. Let's face it. I mean, this is the government. But, again, to me, the more profound thing to know, even more amazing, is what is it that's got them panicking? Somebody said, which would you rather know? More evil that they're doing, Sister Eliana? Or do you want to know what they see that's got them panicking? I want to know what do they see? What do they know? We know some things are happening. We know the scripture says some things are to happen. But I think sometimes we as believers just doubt the scriptures. But there are those that don't doubt. They know. You know, there's there's secrets. You know, these are secret societies, and they know some things. And so I think we just need to talk about that. But, yeah, I feel you about off the air with some of the more gloomier things. Yeah, I feel you, though, sis. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, because, that, you know, there's a lot going, there's layers. I was talking to another brother, a friend of mine, um, and we were talking about different worlds. Within the world, there are worlds. I mean, there's there's uh, there's underbelly, and then there's ugly underbelly, and then there's deep underbelly, and there's horrible underbelly, and then there's I mean, there's dimensions and levels of wickedness, and and dimensions on the earth, and and portals, and right right where we stand, and if you're and that's why the battle is for the mind, because if you're if you're mentally, uh, it's like uh, these virtual reality games. When you put those goggles on, you enter into a virtual world. Well, you're still in the natural world, but now you're in a virtual world, which is the rules of engagement are different. Everything is, is different. What you see in there, you don't see out here. But it, even out here, that's why drug pharmacia is so important to the strategy of Satan because Certain drugs open up, you know, you, you can see. It, it gives you that prophetic sight. And then you see into the spirit realm, which always exists around us. And, and I believe that there's a rule the Most High has set. If they can't see you, don't mess with them. You know, if, if they cannot sense you, leave them alone. And so when you open up and you begin to see into that realm and you, you make engagement and now you have first contact, you're always able to see their activity. You're always able to see them. But that's just one realm on the earth. There's so many others. And so um, I was sharing that with him as he was giving me his testimony, and I was like, this is amazing because – Wherever, like the, the football world, that's a whole world. I mean, the sports world is a whole world. It's a whole culture. There are people. You know, there's wealth in it. There's all this. Every realm has its own world. And right here on earth. And so um, on our drive from California to Nevada, we were t- I was talking to one of the, it was just three of us coming up from our, our union. And um I was telling uh, Jesse was well. I was telling her that in another area where we were still in California, but going toward the Nevada border, there's a reservation, 
And on that, when you, the closer you get to that reservation, literally, that spirit world, it appears to you. And it's no joke. I've caught stuff. Uh, for example, I was just videotaping, and on our side it said 22 seconds. We never felt anything. I went back to play the video, and on the video we literally hit a, a warp. And that video stretched out one minute and 32 seconds. We heard footsteps. We heard moaning. It was You could visibly see that there was something huge walking. Yet we passed through it our time, 22 seconds. But what my camera caught was one minute and 32 seconds. How do you explain that? Hmm. How do you explain that? And I uploaded that video to YouTube. Um, I, I think I'll send that over to you as well. Um, that just, it was just, but we saw so many things in the trees. I mean, literally could see the, you can see the, 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 the shape of these huge spiritual creatures. And then uh, the, the sister was talking about Ephesians 6. You know, on our way, she said it's, it's, it's in the scripture that, you know, these, these different, uh, you know, the spiritual world is very real. But our government likes to downplay everything while they themselves have entered in and are dabbling with and a part of this spiritual world, this dark, demonic world, mm-hmm. but they don't, want, they don't want the masses to understand that that world exists. Yeah, that's, that is, uh, <laughs> that is, uh, you know, sometimes you can hear things, and I know everybody got to research, and you should research, you should, very, you should, brothers and sisters, but sometimes I hear things, and I just know it's true by the Spirit, and that's just one of those things, Sister Eliana. But you know what? I think back to something my wife say. She says, Seth, people want to go to the mall. They want to enjoy their kids or their grandkids. They don't want to hear all these things the devil is doing and how the demons are here, demons are there. And I told her, if you don't know what the enemy is doing, you could be strengthening the hands of the enemy. Like you were saying earlier, Sister Yana, about taking your kids to school, I understand some parents got to work, and, and I'm not trying to throw anybody on the bus that's not homeschooling their kids and like that, but Sister Eliana, you're right. I, I know for a fact a lot of people, including foreigners, that have are worried now that their kids are not caring for their culture. Turned out, as you yeah. say. And so if you don't know what's going on, you can be strengthening the hands of the wicked. And the Bible tells us to be aware of the signs of the times. Like my wife said, we ain't got to know every single thing the devil is doing. But I do think there's some things believers must know and have to know, and that's one of the kinds of things she was just sharing. So I hope tonight, brothers, we've got to wrap up this show, Sister Eliana, but I really enjoyed uh, you coming on and sharing the things you're sharing. And the caller, for sure, Michael, uh, if you're listening, thank you, brother. Really appreciate what you were saying, giving us that, that, uh, the one gentleman name. One more time, Sister Eliana, give us name, please. Vody uh, Bachman. Vody Bachman. V-O-D-D-I-E, everybody, B-A-U-C-H-A-M. 
Hang on, let me get them right. Uh, I so it's voting, V-O-D-D-I, I'm looking at it now. V-O-D-D-I-E, V-A-U-C-H-A-M, educator. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. But he has also called uh, org. if y'all want to uh, look him up again. V as in Vicky, O-D-D-I-E, V as in Bravo, A-U-C-H-A-M, Ministries. So I'm going to check it out. But Sister Ellen, you brought a lot of people on the table today. Uh, to, uh, so I'm so glad we was able to hear you again tonight. And uh, thank you for your contribution tonight. I really do, Sister, just know that. I'm going to go ahead and get your final words. We're going to wrap up this show for tonight. But I hope everybody listened to uh, both paths. Towards the first half, of course, we dealt a lot with hopelessness. And, uh, of course, the second half, we kind of leaned towards gender uh, confusion. and, and just. Uh, but you was given a lot of information about our children and things to to be aware of, uh, aware of. We're just trying to make the world a better place, folks. We're trying to give you truth that will make you free here on the Five Stone Network. Sister Eliana, go ahead and give us your final words, please. Yes. Um, first of all, I just want to thank you, Seth, for this platform because I'm finding myself around a lot of male platforms and I'm being asked to be part. But what I appreciate about Five Smooth Stones is that I do have a voice. And that's very important for me as a leader to know that, you know, I'm not seen as a gender under this, under this setting. I'm, I'm seen as a leader, which is really important because I have important things to say, and I'm not being minimized. So thank you for that. Thank you for providing that platform. At another time, I'll tell you about a story that happened recently. But I appreciate this platform. And what I want to say to everyone we have to really see what's going on. We know it. We feel it around. And why I called in, I, I meant to be at the beginning, but I got busy because we just got into Nevada and I was trying to, you know, get everything organized. However, when I, turned, when I tuned in and I heard you talking about hopelessness, that really struck my heart because I've actually come under some of that. I know it's demonic because I know that we, above all people, have hope, and that's the hope that you know we uh, that we have uh, a hope and a future in in our messiah and so you know the messiah has given us hope but that is a spirit of despair that is over the land so i want everyone to be encouraged but here like i said at the very beginning i think it is tied to for the believer us and our reading of the scripture we must start reading the scripture three four five times a day it's, it's really our medicine. We cannot survive without that bread of heaven, that bread of life. And we have to eat the whole loaf. Yes. Yes. Well, Sister Eliana, again, thank you for uh, your contribution tonight. Always good to hear your voice. I look forward to hearing you on Monday as well. And so, uh, everybody, remember, we're going to be. I'll be programming, uh, doing a show on Sunday night, and then the host will be, uh, the co-host, other co-hosts will be joining us on Monday night. So it's Thursdays, Sundays, and Mondays. So we'll see some of you on Sunday and the rest of you on Monday. So, Eliana, thank you again, and uh, I look forward to hearing from you off the air. All right. Shalom, everyone. Uh, Shabbat. I mean, shalom, sister. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, Sister Eliana Bobby, I always, always enjoy hearing from her. She always brings something different. Like she said, we don't see her uh, as a woman. And if we did, so what, what is that supposed to mean? She's still Sister Eliana and uh, she transcends gender, I think is what she was trying to say and what I'm trying to say. But uh, as our sister, and we do appreciate her for sure at the Five Foot Stone Network and any other male networks that don't appreciate it, it's probably missing out because she definitely has a gift. Folks, thank you for tuning in tonight to this open forum. Again, we just tried our best to hit hopelessness. Hopefully you all are encouraged and understand that the powers that be is truly shaking their bones, and you need to find out why and be encouraged that your most high Yah is going to come through and that he is going to uh, prevail over all forces. In this government, the uh, kingdom of the Most High Yah is going to crush all of the governments. So great is he, is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Here's Ron Cannoli, uh, again, worshiping this Most High. For the Lord is good is the name of this song. I love this tune. Please listen to it. Check it out. And sing along with him because our Father loves us. If the earthly father would take care of us and look after us and always has his eye on us, some of us fathers are just that good. What do you think the heavenly father is doing? All right, so hear him be led by his spirit in and out of danger. I mean out of danger, I meant to say. 